Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. This morning, we are continuing our series of Engage, and on the subject of engaging our culture, engaging our community. And this service is going to be a little different than our normal services. If you're a guest, normally what we do is we'll go to a passage of Scripture. Usually we're going through a book of the Bible, uh, but, uh, and, and we will just go through that passage of Scripture and tell you what God has said and apply it to our lives. For the next couple of weeks, we're doing something a little bit different. This week we're doing Engage Our Guests, and it's about how to be a welcoming church And then next week, we begin our Engaged Discipleship. We are redoing our discipleship ministry, and I'm going to be explaining all of that over the next few weeks. But we're glad that you guests are here, and this morning, you're going to hear just how important you are to us. And so we're we're looking forward to this. It'll take a minute for that to come up. Good, he's getting it. And uh, look at this, Mark chapter 10, and look at verse 45. Here's what Jesus Christ said. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us this morning to understand how important each of us is to Your work. And Lord, You did establish the church for a reason, and You've placed us in the church for a reason. And Lord, help us to see that this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, first thing that I'd like to tell you guys is just what a wonderful thing it is to be a part of a New Testament church. And, you know, I, I was, we got a, I got a letter this week from Brother Fagali, and he's in Liberia, or and he has been in Liberia, and he's giving an update on the churches there. Now, how many of you know about Liberia right now, with Ebola and all of those things? And isn't it just wonderful to be in a city where you don't have to worry about Ebola? We don't have to worry about those things. Now, I know that some of you are worried about Ebola right now, but you don't have to be yet. yet. Now, it is wonderful to be a part of a New Testament church and to have the opportunity to minister to a community like Sydney and then our surrounding communities. And our church and our influence is expanding. We have people coming from all over now, from Troy and from other areas, uh, uh, DeGraff, and people driving in quite a distance to come to Grace Baptist Church. Isn't that a blessing? And we get to be a part of that. And what this morning is about is the idea of our guests being welcomed and being a part of our church, feeling like they are, uh, that they have been welcomed. Let me give you what something that happened to me this week. We went over to Columbus, did some shopping this week, and so while... I knew that Jacob and I would have plenty of time while Lydia and Laura were shopping. And so we went to Best Buy. And the first young man that I talked to, what I found out was, you know, Jacob has his Xbox and all these other things that we're trying to connect. And my TV only has two HDMI inputs. All right? And you just cannot live with two HDMI inputs. (laughs) I mean, I refuse to live in a country that only gives me two HDMI inputs. So I went to Best Buy to find out what I could do about it. And uh, I, I said to the guy, I said, my TV only has two HDMIs. i got to hook up more stuff. He goes, I have just the thing. And so he walked me back and showed me, took me exactly to where I needed. There's a whole shelf full of all different things. And he starts asking me some questions. How many devices are you trying to connect? 
How many of them need to be at 1080i or 1080p? He starts asking me all these questions. He asked me some questions I didn't know the answer to. And I said, I don't know. And so then he followed it up with helpful things. It, the, it was an unbelievable experience. So then I figured, well, I had this helpful guy. I would ask him about televisions. So he took me to all these different TVs, and so now I found that, the one that I want, and it's only $7,000. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> and this guy, so after he told me all about the $7,000 one, I said, my budget's not quite that high. And he said, okay, tell me what you're looking for. And I told him. And so he took me to two or three that are exactly in the budget that I would be looking for if Laura would let me spend it. And just, it, it was an unbelievable experience. Well, then my internet router at home isn't working right. How many of you are, are, are feeling my pain right now on the technology? All right. Now, one thing that, that some of you may not realize is that I'm a technological idiot. I know nothing about it. So I'm just, I plug it in here and it's not. The work push button, I work. I, I don't have any idea what I'm doing on this stuff. And so I go over and I, I said, okay, I need a new internet router. I don't think mine is pushing the signal far enough into the bedrooms or whatever. And so this young man said, you know what? I'm not sure what you need. And he handed me off to another young man. And this other guy was not nearly as nice as the first guy. I said, I was thinking about getting this one. He says, you don't want that one. I said, okay, tell, tell me what I want. And he, so he showed me. And um, I said, why do I want this one? And he used all these, this jargon, you know. Uh, well, this one has 1,900, and you need to have those. Okay, great, great. So I said, now let me shop you. And so I punched it out into Amazon. And he says, well, you know, you're not going to be able to do that when we have fair E-Trade that comes. I said, okay, I guess I better do it fast then. <laughs> what, what am I describing? Oh, and then I, I'm looking at computers. I don't need a new computer, but the new Apple computers came out. And so I asked him a question. I said, mine has a 750 gig hard drive. Uh, what, what do the new ones have? And he said, no, they don't come that big. What? Yeah, it only comes 512, and that's a $400 option. I'm thinking, okay, I've got a 750 gig hard drive. I'm not the expert. I'm the, I don't know, pocket. And, and so he starts arguing with me about what my computer has. Now, how many, now knowing me in that situation, how many of you think that I enjoyed that experience? Now, what's interesting is, the experience from the first guy was fantastic. Same visit. The experience from the first guy was fantastic. The experience from the second guy, less so. So now someone comes into Grace Baptist Church. And they come into this door and they meet Jeff Blackford and it's a wonderful experience. And then they meet you. <laughs> That's what this is about. Uh, we, we have something here that uh, some of you saw this at the kickoff. But what if... The church, what if Starbucks marketed like the church? I think that many people, when they come into a church service, this is, that's the way that they feel, especially if they're not used to going to church. They come in here and everyone has their own lingo. I like the new modern churches. All right, what class are you going to go to? You're going to go to the ramp? You're going to go to the bridge? You're going to go to Relevant? You're going to go to 24-6? 
uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just coming to church. And it's so interesting that churches are trying to become so relevant that people don't have any idea what they're talking about. You need a thesaurus to come into church. The flip side of that, though, is some people are so weird. Uh, When we get to the greeter portion of it, when we talk about how to be a greeter, if I forget to say it, then I'll say it here. Ready? The best way to be a greeter, number one, don't be weird. (laughs) And all the people said Amen. That was weird. Would you all agree with that? That was weird. And so that's the way that people feel sometimes when they're being greeted at church. So here's the idea. It's very simple. We need to recognize the gravity, the importance of what we're trying to accomplish. Now, uh, I almost interrupted myself. What we're going to do, we want to talk about engaging our guests. Remember the verse that we read just a minute ago? For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. The concept of, the, of, of a, being a welcoming church is the difference in the experience that I had at Best Buy. One person was there to help me. The other person was there to impose his will on me. What kind of a church are we? Isn't that a good question? What is your heart? What is your spirit? When you come to church, are you coming to be ministered to or is your intention to minister to someone else? The big difference. Now, it depends on where you are in your life. There are times when if you've got something going on in your life, you just need help. You need somebody to love you and teach you and put their arm around you and help you. Isn't that right? But if that's your entire life for your entire life, That would be a rough existence. Amen? So now, what we want to do is we want to be the kind of people that prepare ourselves before we come together to be a blessing to someone else and to be a help to someone else. Why does this matter? Why do we need to take a morning church service to talk about this? Well, because, if you look at what we have here, the church is vital to God's plan for this world. The church is vital to God's plan for this world. Now, I know that most of you believe that, and that's why you came to church today, right? But others, it, it, when, what we're trying to do, we want to get the word out into the community to bring as many people in here as possible. Now, if we do that, how many of you realize that most of Sydney doesn't have any idea what Grace Baptist Church is about? You all recognize that? And so when they come in here, our job is to provide a welcoming atmosphere for them to hear the Word of God. That's what our job is. And that's not just the job of the person that's that's stationed at the door. That's all of our responsibility. Otherwise, you end up like the Best Buy experience. The first guy that met me at the door was awesome. The guy I got turned over to wasn't. So we want to make sure that if... Someone brings you in, someone brings in a guest, they're seated near you, that then their experience doesn't go downhill from there, right? And how does that happen? It has to be on purpose. It has to be intentional. We have to make sure that we are ready for this. When it comes to the New Testament church, the reason it's so important that people get to experience what we are is because of what the church is. The church is a place 
to belong. It's a place to belong. Listen to what Ephesians 1 says. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Accepted in the Beloved. Now, what does it mean to be accepted in the Beloved? Who's the Beloved? Jesus. Jesus. And what God said was anyone who is born again, anyone who places their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, they are placed in Christ. They're His They become a part of his body when they get saved and they're accepted. So here's here's the cool thing. When Jim Alter received Christ, when I asked the Lord to forgive me for my sins and I received his free gift of eternal life, acknowledging that he's God, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross to pay for my sins, that he was buried for three days and then he rose from the dead. When I acknowledge that he's God, that I'm not and that I needed to be saved. What happened right then? I became accepted in the Beloved. Now, I was 15 years old when that happened. I was 15 years old when I received Christ as my Savior. How many of you think that I have sinned since then? Only the teenagers. They're the only ones. You got, y'all are very kind, very nice, very welcoming. I feel loved. It's just I know you're liars. Okay, I have sinned often since I was 15 years old. Do you know what the good news is? I'm still accepted in the beloved. Because Christ's acceptance of me is not based on whether I'm sinful or not. Christ's acceptance of me is based on His love for me and my acceptance of His free gift of eternal life. Isn't that wonderful? So what does that have to do with the church? Well, the local church is the visible expression of that body. Every person that's saved, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 13, the Bible says, for we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. That's the body of Christ. That's that's Jesus Christ. We become part of Him. That's what the Bible says. What is the purpose of the New Testament church? The purpose of the New Testament church is to reflect that body to the world. How, How many of you recognize that there are a lot of Christians in the world? Well, if they never come together... If they never assemble, if they never come together in one place to unite in one purpose, then God's plan for the world is not accomplished. The church is very important. And the church provides a place of belonging. Now, I want to ask you to raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. But if I were to ask this question, how many of you were the cool kids at, church, at, at school? there wouldn't be very many hands raised. And some might raise their hands and we would have to say, (laughs) (laughs) I know what it was like not to be the cool kid. Okay? I was pretty much a dweeb. Okay, look shocked. You're hurting my feelings now. (laughs) And, you know, we moved a lot. I was the preacher's kid and I carried my trumpet to school. Just like wearing a kick-me sign. And so I I remember what it was like not to be accepted. It was a bummer. I didn't like it at all. Uh, And imagine people coming into the church, and that's the way that they feel. They're They're not a part of the club. Well, then we're not doing what we're supposed to do, are we? Now, Now, big distinction. There's a huge difference between walking in the doors of this building and being a member of the church. Is that right? So what is the process that we're trying to accomplish? We want to move people from visitors 
to having a personal relationship with Christ if they don't. You know, we'll have some guests that are already born again. We'll have some guests that are not born again. Wherever they are, if they're not born again, the first thing that they need to do is they need to get saved. Is that right? And the next thing they need to do, we want to move them to a place of growth in the Lord, in His Word. And we, the, the goal is for that guest to become an active member, an active participant in the life of Grace Baptist Church. Or if God moves them somewhere else, that they become an active participant in the church wherever they are, in a Bible-preaching church. That's the goal. You can't do that if when a, if when a person walks into the room they are into the building, they don't feel accepted. Is that right? Like the Starbucks people, like the hand sanitizer guy. We don't want to be like that. The church is a place to belong. The church is a place to grow. The church is a place to enjoy. The church is a place to be loved. And the church is a place to worship. What do we worship at Grace Baptist Church? Do we worship each other? No. Do we worship the preacher? No. Do we worship some idol? No, we worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We worship the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That is the point of our worship. If we're going to worship Him, the Bible says, you say that you believe in Him, then walk even as He walked. And Jesus did not come to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. That's what the church is supposed to be. And the church is not this building. We all know that. The church is us. It's you and me. And so if the church is going to accomplish what Christ wants it to accomplish, if the church is going to reflect Jesus Christ in the community, it starts with you and me. And on a church day, it begins with the first person that that guest meets. It's so important. So what does this have to do with me? We understand that it's important, and we understand that, 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 the, that the church is a group of ministries and all of that, but what does that have to do with me? That's what we pay you for. Well, the only problem is we have about 350 members at Grace Baptist Church. There's no possible way that Jim Alter and Nathan Brynick can do all of the ministry that God wants the 350 people to do. Is that right? And so the purpose of this is to get us all involved, every one of us involved. And to be perfectly honest, it's very difficult for me to greet. It's very difficult for Pastor Nathan to greet. You know why? We're working. This is our ministry day, and it's a matter of communicating the Word, making sure things are running and going. It would be very difficult for Andy Joins to be at the doors greeting when he's running the sound. It would be difficult for Nick Arling to do that, or Maureen, or Carol, or, or whoever is playing the instruments. They have their role at their place. Is that right? So who is supposed to do the greeting? Everyone else who's here. We have done... Well, let's, let's go on. Remember what our verse is. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. What does this have to do with me? The church is a family expecting guests. Is your family ready? Have you prepared for the arrival of guests and all that is to follow? How many of you have ever had people come over for a special event, come over to your home for a special event, right? And you don't do anything. Have you ever knocked on someone's door and you're not expected, and you're invited in, and it's awkward, 
for everyone. Have you ever experienced that? Right? Look, this, this lady that you're used to seeing at church and she's beautiful and you, she opens the door and you go, ah! <laughs> She's embarrassed. You're embarrassed. Imagine if someone comes to Grace Baptist Church and they feel like we're not at all prepared for their visit. We ought to be prepared for their visit, shouldn't we? See, we're a family expecting guests. A family expecting guests. It's so important. Have you prepared for the arrival of guests and all that is to follow? Here's some common mistakes. Some common mistakes in greeting. Bad breath. Someone said this. Uh, this, is, this is awesome. The word, of, the word of life should not be spoken with the breath of death. Oh man, have you ever had somebody greet you and you can their breath is so their breath is so bad it's like it's a physical presence in the room. Right? So if you're going to greet somebody, uh, brush your teeth, have a mint, do a breath check, make sure that your breath is good. Isn't this a spiritual church? You get deep <laughs> things here that you don't Here's a here's a second mistake, lotion. Lotion. How many of you enjoy Having something come off, some, something come off of someone's body who you don't know. <laughs> Enjoy that, don't you? If you're shaking somebody's hand and you take it away, and okay, what is that? <laughs> Be careful with the lotion. <laughs> Common mistakes. Be careful with that. How about this? Close talking. Jay Curlis, come up here and help me for a minute. <laughs> Hi, buddy. How you doing? doing good. How are you? I got to tell you this. And here's what you, you do it to me now. Go ahead. You're going to talk to me. Go ahead. Be a close talker. Hi, Pastor Alder. How are you? I'm good. You doing good? Yeah. Did you see the game last night? I did. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. How many of you have, seriously, how many of you have experienced that? Don't do that. Please don't do that. It, I, I, they, they lean in and they're talking to me. They get closer and closer and closer. You know, you, it, and then you, you feel a little spittle in, in your, sometimes it goes in your mouth. And like, common mistakes, bad breath, lotion, close talking. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. How about this? Wandering eyes. You saw it in the Starbucks ad. Uh, here, here, come on up here, Paul. Paul. John, sorry. Come on up here, you can help me. Hi, how, how are you doing? Good. Is that weird? Seriously, is that weird? Now imagine if it's a lady that I'm greeting. Is that awkward? Be careful. Here's what you do. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. I'm Jim. You are John. It's good to meet you. Thanks for coming. Why don't you have a seat? See the difference? Be careful. Be careful. Now, what happens if, so, if, if someone walks in and, okay, pretty much um, our culture is changing so that you don't know what you're going to receive. I went to a church and one of the ushers 
um, was a young man that the pastor had led to the Lord, and he had half of his face tattooed. That guy loves the Lord. He's serving the Lord. Just a fine and wonderful young man. I wonder if he had come to Grace Baptist Church before he was saved, how we would have greeted him. You know, what? different piercings, different, different color hair, um, clothing that we might consider inappropriate or even that the Scriptures would consider inappropriate. Should we, you know, the Bible makes it very clear that those people are supposed to be greeted and welcomed and loved. Isn't that right? So be careful um, how you look at people. And, and you, you recognize this is so important. All of this takes preparation. That means you need to be prayed up before you come to church and ready to greet someone and love someone in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's so important that we do that. Um, so, common mistakes. Bad breath, lotion, close talking, wandering eyes, and general creepiness. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was, I found this list uh, on the Internet of um, church greeter comments, comments that people made about the church greeter. And this girl said, I, I visited my grandmother's church, and the guy at the door was a perv, never going back. General creepiness. So, wh wh where did we start? Don't be weird. If you're going to welcome someone, just don't be weird. And here's the thing. How many of you know somebody that's weird? Would you raise your hand? Okay. You know somebody that's weird. If they're close to you and they're in the church, tell them not to be weird. Okay, so you have a friend in church and they say something to you that you wouldn't want them to say to somebody else. You just say, John, i got to tell you this. That was weird. <laughs> I have said to Pastor Nathan more than once, never say that again. <laughs> I have had people... If I went over the things that I have said to people in ministry, I wish that I had a book that we could... If I could remember all of the, the things, just the unbelievably dumb things that I've said to people that I really wish that I hadn't said, don't do that. And so what's the best way not to do that? Be prepared. Be prayed up and ready to welcome people to Grace Baptist Church. Don't be creepy. <laughs> Don't be weird. Don't be, you know, cover yourself in Vaseline before you come to church. You know what I mean? We, we don't want to do those things. All right. Then, here's some things that you need to know. While hotels, restaurants, and stores all around us serve their guests with intentional care, we often let ours wander in and out of our weekly services with no specific plan for showing them how important they are to us. That's a, have you ever gone to a store and you just couldn't get any help? You love that, don't you? No, no. The new people who walk through our doors have the opportunity to come into relationship with their Creator, a chance to discover His will for their lives and the ability to step into their place in His family. Those are the people that are coming into these doors. We need to treat them like that. We need to treat them like that. Now, if you're a guest with us today, you might be thinking, man, they think I'm going to hell. 
I hope not. There's only one way. All of us. How many of you at one point in your life were going to hell? Yeah, all of us. There's only one way to go to heaven. Jesus said it. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said. There's only one way to go to heaven. That's through Jesus Christ and the salvation that he offers. So if you're a guest and you've never received Christ as your Savior, we want you to be saved. We want you to know for sure that you have eternal life. That's what we want. We want you to be accepted here. We want you to be a part of us. We want you to grow with us uh, to know who Jesus Christ is. That's our goal. And we need to treat every guest that comes through the door with that intention. All right? Then, our newcomers don't know what they don't know, and they're looking, for you, for, to, looking to you for guidance, whether they realize it or not. How many of you have ever walked into a new church for the first time? Yeah. I know you might think, that's a dumb question. Well, there are people that have only ever been in their own church. Never been to another church. And you walk in, and especially if, if it's a church that doesn't do things the way that your church does. What are we doing now? What's that? Why are they doing that? What is that? They might not ask. Our job is to help walk someone through their experience at Grace Baptist Church and to guide them through it. The more prepared a church is to receive guests, the more guests it receives. It's very interesting how that works. Why would God send new people to a church that is not ready and welcome to nurture them? Not ready to welcome and nurture them. Impressions. This, this is so important. Um, I can intentionally welcome someone while putting off vibes that I don't care about what I'm doing, I'm not interested, or I really don't like that person. Is that right? This is so important that we get this. Impressions are based upon instinct and emotion, not on rational thought or in-depth investigation. Patrick, come up here and help me for a second. This is so important that we see this, and it's good to visualize it. All right, so Patrick is a guest, and I'm a greeter. How you doing? Is that a sincere welcome? No. No, it's not sincere at all. Ask me how I'm doing. What are you doing today? What's going on? I didn't... So if he's a guest, and I, I didn't answer his question, man, I'm doing really well. I'm so glad you're here. It's good to see you. I haven't met you before. What's your name? Patrick. Patrick, I'm Jim. It's great to meet you. I'm glad you're here. Now, do you know where you're going? Can I give you some directions? Have you ever been here before? Good Sunday school class, man. You had a good Sunday school class? Josh Divins, huh? Okay. <laughs> you can be seated. <laughs> uh, see how everyone feels welcomed and loved here at Grace Baptist Church. Uh, that the, the, there's an impression that people get. I have visited churches where people didn't talk to me, and I was the guest speaker. You know, I'll have a book table. I'll be carrying boxes in, people standing around talking. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm okay. It, it's unbelievable. And then I'll talk to that pastor. We can't seem to grow. I wonder why. It's so important that we get this. There's an atmosphere and a feeling. Um, in preparing for this, I, I went through YouTube, and I'm looking at videos on this stuff. And I saw videos of churches and the way that they greet and welcome. And what they didn't realize is what they were saying about their church because of the way the facility looked. Walls not painted. 
junk piled up. Just no one wants to go into a place like that. Have you ever walked into a store, doesn't smell right, doesn't look clean, you walk in, you look around, you turn around and you walk out. Some you walk in and there's the smell of chocolate chip cookies and there's nice music playing and it's a ladies clothing store but there's a chair in the back by a fire and you say, honey, take your time. Is that right? Sometimes you walk into a store and it's a ladies store and the music's going, and it's all steel and metal and there's no place to sit and there's everybody's, all the women are looking at you, what are you doing in here? You don't want to stay, do you? You don't. You're out. What's the difference? There's an atmosphere. The one place is ready for you. The other place doesn't care whether you're there or not. What kind of church are we? What atmosphere do we give? It's so important. All right. The power of a first impression. Seven minutes is all you get to make a positive first impression. In the first seven minutes of contact with your church, your first-time guests will know whether or not they are coming back. That's before a single worship song is sung and before a single word of the message is uttered. People know. Have they been welcomed? Is this the kind of place that I would want to be a part of? It's just seven minutes. That's all that we have. That's for when they pull onto the parking lot. What's the facility look like? Is there trash? Uh, do, do, Do the lights work? Are they on? Is there someone there to welcome me? How many of you saw when the door was locked in the Starbucks video? Don't you hate that? You need to make sure the doors are open. Why? Because we want people to come through then. It's a, it's a welcoming time then. All right? From the street to the seat, what are we going to accomplish? There's four components of the pre-service, those first seven minutes. Greeted, welcomed with a smile. How do you greet people? The, one of the comments on the greeter, the comments about greeters, was, I don't know who that person was. They, they said hello and welcome, but their face sure didn't seem to show it. And, you know, there are very few people that will make the comment on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Most people never say it. They just think it. We need to make sure that if you greet somebody, be happy in Jesus. It's wonderful. God saved us. We have the opportunity to be here. There's air conditioning. There's heat. It may not always be right, but we have it. <laughs> comfortable seats and we're just happy to be here it's a great place to be let's let's let that come to your face all right so smile then directed simply and politely shown where they need to go Um, i'll say more about that in a minute then treated shown respect and happily surprised with comfort food and drink that's why we have food in our sunday school classes somebody comes in here come on in there's food and usually the lady says oh i don't want anything and the guy says oh food And the good thing, what food does is it helps people do something. They don't have to know someone around them. It gives them something to do. It's like that store I was talking about where you walk in, you smell the chocolate chip cookies, or you smell mothballs and cigarettes. (laughs) Right? One is a pleasant smell. The other, not so much. All right? So this is, we're going to treat them well. We're going to show them respect. And then seated, led to comfortable, appropriate seats led to comfortable, appropriate seats. Um, If you bring someone in, you you happen to be the person that meets them. Here, let me help you find a seat. And you bring them right here, right to the front row. Now, me, that's where I like to go because I can't see over anyone. So I like to go right to the front seat. That's fine. I've been in church all my life. I've never met a stranger. Most people aren't like that. 
How many of you would, if you go to a new place, you'd really rather not have attention brought to yourself? Like having them raise your hand. Um, We need to remember that. We need to remember that. All right? Then, everything speaks to first-time guests. Everything. Everything. Somebody came in, what's with the ladder? Well, power went out. This pastor's about to blow a gasket. That's what we're doing. Everything speaks to first-time guests. Are they welcomed? Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. If we have guests that come in and our regular people are congregated in that back area and they can't get in to get a seat, well, they feel like they're drawing attention to themselves by having to get around us. What do we need to do? We need to be aware of what's going on around us. Uh, Here's a good question to ask yourself. How much room am I taking up? Isn't that good? Have you ever been someplace you're trying to get around somebody, and it seems like they know, but they don't care? Have you ever experienced that? Don't be that. Don't be that. Don't be rude. Don't drive in the left lane unless you're going 90. It's a different message. Be be prepared. Know what's going on around you. It's really important. Everything speaks to first-time guests, everything. So here's a couple of things. Now, if you're a guest, please, this is not for you. This is for our regular people. Um, Wipe your feet. Because if you make a mess on the rug, then the guest comes in and they think, boy, these people don't care about this place. Isn't that right? Be careful what you do. Don't put your feet up on the walls. Um, How many of you think it's funny that you have to say that to a grown person? (laughs) Pastor Nathan and I were just cleaning the walls because people stand with their feet up on the wall. Those kinds of things. It's, now, the building is for the people. It's, for to be, it, it's, it's built to be used for ministry. Is that right? But if we don't care for it properly, then what does that say to our guests that we don't have respect for the things that God has given us? We, we need to have respect for it. Then if you see trash on the property or on the... Pick it up. Pick it up. Care for things like that. Why? Because everything speaks to first-time guests. Everything. Um, how many of you have ever walked into a room and you're standing next to someone that put about a half a bottle of perfume on? You don't so much as smell it as you taste it and swallow it. Right? Do you, you enjoy that? Then don't do that. Right? Don't be, be careful. And it's good to ask. If, if you think it might be you, there's a good chance. Okay? Then, six things you need to know. First, you are the first positive, loving touch every guest will meet, which sets the stage for people to be open to life change. People will be more or less receptive to the teaching depending on how they were made to feel on the way in. Isn't that right? We, we need to be, remember that. Then, most guests will decide in the first few minutes if they will return, even before the music starts, and that's based on us, you and me. Your biggest goals, number one, eliminate awkwardness and encourage people. Eliminate awkwardness and encourage people. Remember what it was like to be the, the, the guest. Remember what it was like before you fit in and try to help people overcome that. Then you are a tour guide who takes people to their destination, not a travel agent who sends them there. Yeah, your class is down there. Man, I'm so glad you're here. Let me walk you down. How old are you? And start not, not to the adults, to the kids. <laughs> hey, lady, how old are you? <laughs> 
So for the kids, you're trying to direct them to their class. And, and, and so you walk them there. You say, okay, this is Susie. Here's your teacher. This is Miss Stacy. And you just you introduce them. You make them feel welcome. It's such an important thing. Remember, you're, you're a tour guide. You're not a, a travel agent. You're not going to send them there. Then you have a ministry of encouragement and influence. You have a ministry of encouragement and influence. There are people who will leave church today feeling better because they met you, because they talked to you. It's so important. You know that there are people, this is the only happiness they have in their life is when they come to church. That's it. We need to make sure that we are that person for them. Then everyone ought to receive a smile, a word of welcome, and a good handshake. How many of you have ever received a handshake that was just kind of limp and weak? And what do you guys do every time you have one like that? <laughs> right? Good, firm handshake. Now, some of you guys are really strong. When you shake a lady's hand and you start to hear bones crunch, that's a little much. All right? Be thoughtful. You see, all of this, it's all part of it. Shake your hand. Now, this is something that's very important. We probably ought to do it at man camp, but all you men, we, we all need to teach our young men how to shake hands. It's really important. Now, how many of you with all the Ebola stuff, you're freaked out about shaking hands? Would you raise your hand? Yeah, well, whatever. We're still going to give you a nice, warm handshake when you come in. Now, let's say if some, you, you go to shake their hand. They say, they say, well, I don't shake hands. Man, I don't blame you. Come on in. Positive, welcoming, encouraging. Just, just be what they need you to be then. Remember, greeted, directed, treated, and seated. That's what we are going to provide for our guests. Every guest that God brings to us, that's something that we have been entrusted with as a church. It's a responsibility and an accountability. And it's our job. It's our job, all of us, every person, it's our job to make sure that that person is treated well. Very important. One of the last things that I want to mention, my friends are here, right? The, the, my, my friends are here, and many of you are the same way. When you come to church, that's when you get to meet some of the friends that are the dearest people to you in your life. And that's part of the purpose of the church, is that right? So that's, that's wonderful. I'm glad um, I walked in and I heard Justin and Nathaniel where are you guys? Were you guys talking about the Transformers show later on today? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we have all kinds. Um, that's really cool to see that interaction. Um, one time I heard Tony Slade and Ed Berman talking about going to a sprint car race or whatever. That's awesome. I love to see that. It's, it's a wonderful thing to see the, the connections that people make at church. The danger comes when you stay focused on that friend and you miss everything else that's going on around you. So what's the only way to keep that from happening? That's it, a prayerful approach to ministry. It's where before you come to church, you begin praying. Pray for everyone else that's coming through the door that they can do their, their job. 
Pray for the pastor. Pray for the people doing the music, teaching the classes. Pray for the nursery workers. Pray for the children's church workers. And you begin by, by getting involved in the service before you ever leave your house. Then it's on purpose. Lord, help me talk to somebody new today. Help me talk to somebody that I've not met. All right? And then, Lord, help me to do it in an appropriate way. Careful not to come on too strong. There was a video that I saw where this guy was called the happy greeter. <laughs> he came running out, grabbed the guy, hugs this other guy, kind of rubbing his back as he walks in. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, man, that's funny. Don't do that, okay? So be enthusiastic. Be, be ready and prayed up for ministry. And then be conscious. Be conscious of how you're going to come across to somebody else. Always remembering what it was like for you the first time you walked into a place. All right? Now, last thing. Be careful not to transfer your phobias to somebody else. Okay? Some of you don't like to talk to people. So when you walk into a place, you want to be completely ignored and left alone. You're not the person we're putting in charge of the greeter ministry. <laughs> and yet, you, even though that's the way that you feel, you still have the responsibility to welcome and to greet, to be friendly. Right? Others of you, you've never met a stranger and you don't understand why they're running away from you. Right? Be careful not to impose your personality. <laughs> Josh Barrier, is that me? Is that what I'm doing? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's rough when you've got a seven-foot giant doing that to somebody. Um, it, it's so important. Don't transfer all of your hang-ups to somebody else. Be kind. Be friendly. Be helpful. Be prayerful and encouraging. If you'll do that, it'll revolutionize the way that people feel when they walk through Grace Baptist Church, when they walk through these doors, when they come into this building. Amen? Let me say this. I'm so glad you all are here. I'm so glad you all are here. We have a great opportunity to have ministry, but it has to start with us. Let's go back to that Mark chapter 10. Let's finish it up again looking at the Scripture about Jesus Christ. Look at verse 35, Mark chapter 10, verse 35. And James and John, <clears throat> the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou wouldest do, us, do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? They said unto him, Grant us that we may sit, one on thy right hand, another on thy left in thy glory. So when Jesus establishes his kingdom to rule the world, they wanted to be on each side of him right here. That's funny. Hey, God, make me number one. All right? But Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what ye ask. Can ye drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? Because Jesus knew about his crucifixion. And they said unto him, We can. And Jesus said unto them, Ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of. And with the baptism that I am baptized with all shall ye be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, Ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. 
But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give His life a ransom for many. You know, when we walk into the church, we're not supposed to be like Diotrephes. Remember Diotrephes? He loves the preeminence. We're supposed to come into the church ready to minister. Amen? That's our heart. That's our heart. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for Grace Baptist Church.